ladies and gentlemen, and everyone betwixt, I am Vince, also known as Pleasant Kenobi on the internet, and I'm joined by Brian of the Talarian Community College for this week's episode of Dies to Removal. This week, we're talking everything sunny on the modern horizons. That pun was really bad. That must be Brian? why they call you Pleasant, because everything is always so very sunny in checks notes it is england right yeah everything is so very sunny the sun could be setting as well and it could be getting darker we're talking all things modern horizons this week and i'm really excited about this set so why don't we just get right into it do you want to get right into it pleasant yeah let's just jump into it let's Let's jump into it uh what's your response to criticism that this set is not really having any impact or significance for modern beyond a couple cards uh we're hearing commander horizons as the recurring joke there's awesome stuff in here for commander but is this a set that has failed to live up to its potential as the modern horizon set or are people not seeing what's going on here I think Magic players are very bad at evaluating cards on the whole, right? Like, every <laughs> no single set we have cards that go missing. Like, Arclight Phoenix, Rabble Master, these cards that people look at, they snub their nose at it, and then later down the line, in a month's time, they go to you, oh yeah, I bought loads of those. I bought like six play sets of 50p because I, I evaluated it correctly, right? right? So everyone is just misevaluating everything left, right, and center. It might turn out that the white force is really, really good. It probably isn't, let's be honest. And, and we do it as well in our, in our previews for like... um. And we're not exempt from this. In our previews for the last set, for War of the Spark, we probably got... I don't know, People can go back and check. We probably got some things wrong, right? So I think people are evaluating the set really badly. And also people are expecting, like, huge shake-ups. People are expecting, like, like huge power spikes. Not really. There's, just, there's loads of unique, interesting effects that can create new decks, so... All right. Well, with that being said, let's talk about your evaluations. <laughs> so, uh... I mean, well, let's, let's 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 start with modern. We're going to talk about commander. We're going to talk about legacy. But I want to just focus on modern. What is uh, uh, some of the cards that you're seeing with some major modern relevance here in this set? I, I know the so, first one that you like. I know the first one that you like. It's it's your 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 mother of runes uh, yeah, alternate, I think, right? I think giver of runes is really good. And again, just speaking about just modern, like we know she's worse than mother of runes, but that doesn't matter. Like it's mother of runes in modern. Is that enough for your precious death and taxes? I think it is. I think it is a lightning rod. So, so if we go talk about death and taxes for a moment, I was trying not to like hone too much in on that. But no, but that's your that's your thing. Listen, if this set had a single merfolk in it, I'd be talking about it. It doesn't. So I'm up a certain creek. But you got your, uh, your no 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 your, no. no. There's got to be a singular merfolk, right? I think. Hang on. There's that. There's a single black unblockable merfolk. There is the Leave five mana green Leave merfolk me alone. with reach. There's no merfolk for merfolk. There's going to be though, right? There, I, I, I guarantee no. there'll be a merfolk with false responses today. We have one day left. We have two days left. No way. When does you, your spoiler go up? I have no, I, I, I have, uh, uh, no merfolk in my, my, my spoiler. I'm not... <laughs> Everybody thinks I'm going to be spoiling some giant merfolk created for modern card. <laughs> I'm the not. Fun fact: my my, my they community, gave my me Discord, commons. yeah, they all believed that I was going to spoil whatever the fixed Stoneforge was, or the right. new containment priest, or any of the death and taxes cards, or even like a card that's just loosely tangentially related to me. They'd have to know who you are. They'd have to know who you are. I was just giving some draft comments and told to go away. <laughs> Tell me about Daughter of Runes. Tell me about Daughter of so, Runes. So Daughter of Runes, Auntie of Runes, Stepmother of Runes. So she isn't strictly better or strictly worse than uh, Mother of Runes because Mother of Runes traditionally in her role in Legacy is that she can block anything and tap to give herself protection. The new one can't give herself protection, so she's not a very good blocker. However, she is an X2. She's got two in the back end, so she's got a bigger booty than Mother of Runes has. It means she doesn't die to Engineered Plague or the new Engineered Plague that's stuck to her body in the new set. It means like things like Dread of Night, for example, in order for my don't kill her as well. Uh, Zealous Persecution, that sort of stuff. So she's already good against these things that are traditionally very good against the white decks that play those X ones anyway. And then on top of that, she protects your creatures from lands. So, for example, again, that's more of a legacy thing. Uh, she also protects your creatures from artifacts, which is more of a modern thing, things like walking ballista and such. So she has applications that are better than the older format version of her, and she's not quite as good. So it's... I think that's good design. I think it's good design that we aren't getting strictly worse or strictly better. We're getting different. So this was something that this is something that Death and Taxes was missing. This is something that Death and Taxes in Modern was missing. She is a lightning rod that protects basically an arbiter or Thalia. There are two cards that allow the deck to function in any shape, form, capacity, in any way in modern. And being able to protect them with a lightning rod that takes away the removal from them means you can go turn one stepmother of runes 
play your Arbiter, and now they can't necessarily bolt your Arbiter immediately in response to your Ghost Quarter or to save their fetch land. They've got to bolt it and then try and fetch. It makes the whole thing more awkward. The whole point of Death and Taxes is to make your opponent's life as awkward as possible, and then you capitalize on these small tempo gains. So yeah, I think she's generally good enough. Where was Death and Taxes before Giver of Runes? And is this, so So one of the things with Modern Horizons is the idea of creating cards like Giver of Runes is supposed to suddenly take a deck like Death and Taxes that obviously they, I think they want to be uh, uh, more powerful in Modern to, to, to add diversity to the decks that are there to have it show up in top eights at GPs and such. Uh, where was Death and Taxes before and where do you think it's gonna be after? Is this enough? So, basically so the, the, that's my question is this enough probably not to be honest <laughs> with you like i don't as much as i am excited for how modern will look for a little while we'll right. probably have like a month of uncertainty and stuff i don't think modern's going to get any better as it were i think modern's still going to have the same issues of being too fast too degenerate too much of a drag race dnt especially the green white version often called hate bears although they're slightly different but that's a whole semantics argument that's too in-depth for here um that was putting up results at one point or another. There were there were a couple of European players that put up results by top uh, top eighting or I think two wins at GPs as well. Craig Wesco top eight at a GP about a, maybe 16, 18 oh, months ago. Okay. Um, but then no, maybe it's more like two years ago. I don't think exactly. Doesn't it's, matter. But then then it just fell off the cliff. Like you just stopped showing up in top eight. It just stopped showing up anywhere. I can't remember the last time I started a video by mentioning a top eight list right. of my favorite deck when I'm playing it. So it just isn't good enough to fight the current modern metagame because, and this is the reason, it used to be very good at fighting degenerate stuff like Storm, for example, because you've got your Search Hate and your Thalias. But a lot of the current decks don't care about those cards. Like you've got creature-based combo that absolutely poo-poos all over it. And I think some of the creature-based combo decks, things like Vizier combo, are getting loads of new toys in the new set. So your, your Thalias aren't going to do anything as they combo kill you with Walking Blisses and Viziers and stuff. Well, that's a grim portent of things to come. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I think that one of the things that I do like about Modern Horizons, I'm going to try and uh, talk about a, a, a positive that I see for uh, Modern potentially. Is well, why do you say that? What? What? I, do you not think that it? How do well, you the, feel? What about we wanted. Okay, so so just. You know, being honest here, I, I am a part of the crowd that's looking at this set, and yeah, we've already heard this by now. Well, the set's really Time Spiral 2. Uh, they just marketed it as Modern Horizons. Like, that's supposed to excuse it. But it's like, this is what was marketed to me, and it was marketed to me as, now we can finally approach the modern format by designing cards for it and reprinting cards into it without them having to pass through standard, and so we can essentially tune up and I'm going to use the word fix, fix modern. You mentioned a minute ago, oh, well, decks that I like and enjoy, uh, it feels like forever since any of them have even top aided. And I feel the same way. I've Modern was my favorite format, and I fell off of it hard because these decks took over and, and fair decks lost out big time, which are the type of decks that I like. Uh, and Modern Horizons was supposed to be, we're going to be able to fix that because we could never reprint these cards into standard. We could never design these cards for standard, but they're the cards that Modern needs. Needs. This is as it was billed to us anyway. And then we got a lot of awesome cat and bear tribal. Uh, Vince, is bear <laughs> is, is modern bears going to be a legitimate deck? Is modern cats then, going to be a legitimate deck? I don't think so. Be, 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 bears maybe. That, 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 that loam, uh, aggro loam variant thing, the green thing uh -huh. that ditches to make bears, that seems good in a loam deck. But okay. yeah, the bear lord, no. And that so, sort of so that's but, the but thing, that, and this that's is why it, so, people so are disappointed. It's the marketing, right? It's the marketing that's the issue, not necessarily the set Yeah, but does that, does that forgive it? I, a lot of people are like saying, so that forgives it. Uh, they should have just called it Time Spiral 2. And, and it's just like, well, but they didn't because then people wouldn't be as excited. But now people are seeing what's in it and they're getting getting less excited, maybe. Uh, that's what I feel the problem is. And I feel it's, it's, it is reasonable for us as players. Like, I don't like having to have the re re responsibility on my back as a customer of having to make corporate considerations and be like, oh, well, you know, they had sure. to market it this sure. way. And it's like, screw you. I, this is eight bucks a pack, you know? And, and you told okay, me this so was I, made to I, fix I, modern. And, and, yeah, and so, I, I agree. The cost of the packs is a, is a, is a definitely an issue. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't agree that if we're going to try to There's fix not modern. Even a foil or, in every one, it but accessible. it's still eight yeah. bucks a pack. What? Sorry, what? Is there, there's not a foil in every pack? I don't believe so. Uh, there's a Snowland in every pack. There's a there's huh. there's a a, a nice a nice erect Snowland in every pack. Uh, <laughs> uh, standing tall. 
Uh, uh, but there is not a foil there's in every pack. There's an art card in every pack, isn't there? There's a hard oh, that's, card. That, that, that's, that's really great. okay. So, so the cost of packs was an issue for me. Right. We should, we should talk about this now really quickly. Uh, it did bug me. I, okay, I think but I want to offer my positivity before we get into okay, this. Okay, go on. Well, pause it first, then we'll talk about the poster cards. I think that the snow uh, permanence and the snow mechanics that they have brought into this set have the ability to change modern uh, 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 in a noticeable way. And here's why. Because there is now a lot of cards that incentivize you for either your own dex reasons or defense against your opponent's dex reasons to basically be running uh, 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 a lot of snow basics, uh, which you can now do and do much more affordably, I'm gonna assume. Uh, and that is going to affect modern. And a card that came out today is Dead of Winter, which is two uh, uh, generic mana and one black. It's a sorcery, and it reads, all non-snow creatures get negative X, negative X until end of turn, where X is the number of snow permanents you control. I don't know that I feel that this specific card is necessarily going into a deck, but I want to point out what it does, is that if you're, let's just say you're in a deck where all you're running are snow, snow basics by itself with no other snow permanents, as the game progresses, you've essentially got a card that says all creatures get negative X, negative X until end of turn where X is the number of lands you control. And I'd say that's that's very powerful and that can be created just by running snow basics. Uh, and I think that there's a lot of cards like this where uh, they are, are taking into account your snow permanence and they're going to incentivize people to run snow basics yeah. and other snow permanence and then we're going to see uh, uh, that maybe shape into a brand I, new I deck. Don't, I don't know if there's enough support for it is the issue. Like, up until this card was shown today, yeah. uh, I don't know if there's enough powerful snow cards, but that, that card is very, very powerful. It's, it's basically Mutilate, right? The old... Right, um, right. Minus X minus X equal to swamp. So then that did to both players as well. But you can put it, but you could run it uh, 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 in only a black splash deck because maybe you've got red, blue, yes, and yes. and and. Well, black. I was thinking black, black, red, spread. Right, the, the, the only snow mm. that exists in current like formats is spread. So you right. just start playing a, a light black splash because you don't don't forget you don't even have to have the black command doesn't have to come off of your snowlands. You can have all snow mountains and three uh, bloodstained mires and three. Black red, or four black red fetches, and there you go, you got a black splash. But that and the new, the new, um, the one that merchant spawned, the um, the snake, the flying one-one snake that draws you a card, has flash, and then sometimes also has death touch. Like that card is pushed, yeah. really pushed. But the problem is the enablers aren't there. We have got loads of snowlands coming into like the mar into the market, so they're not going to be costing lots. But there's no snow jewels. There's, there's no snow fet well the really false set them. might be uh, uh, all signs so point to the that, false yeah, set being that, uh, that was going to be my uh, suggestion right. exactly so we get Kaldheim or whatever it's called is it Kaldheim? Kal Kaldheim yeah. I believe uh, uh, Kaldheim, yeah. yeah so that'd be really cool if this is nodding forward a little bit so do you not think the illusion I'm, I'm looking over at the Mythic Spoiler now it just, makes, it just makes me happy to see some of this stuff like Omazawa's Charm for example or like an Urza card and a Yorgmoth card okay. or like the Black Slingbang Lieutenant or like Snow Monstrosity are these things not making you warm and fuzzy inside for yesteryear like nostalgia plus cool new stuff are you not into it I'm I'm into the flavor of it, but then when I look at well, I mean Urza. Obviously, we'll talk about. Like I said, I wanted to talk about Commander. Okay, so Urza, is Urza going to see play in modern? Yes. Yes. Where is Urza going to see play, and how? Um, so this is one of the things I want to talk about when we come to Urza. I think Urza could even create like either he can revamp old things like KCI, for example, those star decks, just playing Ooh, out eggs and tapping them. Yeah, exactly. Just or what I want is eggs coming back. But but he, or he can provoke or create new archetypes because his effects are so weird and also very powerful. So yeah, I think you'll see playing. Right. I think he he might have the potential to turn vintage into a, a vintage shops into a blue deck. Where you're tapping no, no, your no, modern. I'm sticking on modern, though. Modern. Sure, sure. I'm just, I'm just putting out how powerful he is. Okay. Yogmoth, Thran Physician. Is this going to see modern play? Probably not. But, okay. I mean, if there's an Aristocrats deck in the future... Oh, the, the famed. If you go back through my 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 picks for uh, 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 my picks for uh, uh, modern, it's always if only we had aristocrats. If only we had aristocrats. Umazawa's charm, off, right? Umazawa's charm. Oh, we're always only a few cards off. Umazawa's charm. Is this going to see modern play? No. Uh, the first sliver. Is this going to see modern play? Eh, maybe. 
If there's a Slivers deck, they might have one. But then again, actually, it's probably worse it's... than the five mana indestructible hive mind guy. But, but modern so... Slivers has already been a thing, and it didn't run the five color Slivers. That's too much for modern. Uh, I thought they, no, I thought they had the. I could be wrong. I thought they had Hive Lord because it's just no, a five. It's not just in five modern mana, Slivers. Not in modern Slivers. Modern okay. Slivers is usually two to three color depending on the build. Okay. Yeah. So this is my point. Uh, is is this is why I feel a damper on this. So you're saying Urza will maybe enable one of the most degenerate, miserable decks in modern to play against <laughs> that they finally <laughs> banned a card out of to get rid of, and maybe will come back. And then you go into these other ones, and and you say, uh, not really. Okay, Goblin Engineer is this going to see? play. Quite in, possibly, yeah. That, okay. that, that seems like a very good enabler for the top of the Ford Sword Foundry. It can go get a Trinisphere early as well. Like, it's got multiple applications that are interesting. Kess, Kess could be good That's one to... I'm so excited about. Kess, Kess is go. one that, that, that Kess makes me super excited, but she's just a reprint, but there you go. I guess I, I just love reprints. I also think Kess might be too slow. As much as I want Grixis to be good, I want there to be a Grixis midrange deck that is good with Kess. She might be too slow in a world of like 12 power on turns 1 through 3, you know? Maybe, maybe, That's but I'm, I'm very got. excited. Where, she excites me. She really excites me uh, 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 for modern uh, in terms of uh, uh, what it's bringing in. It's something so interesting and different in terms of a reprint into modern. I mean, she was designed for Commander. People were playing her in Legacy, or they were until they were told they couldn't run mm -hmm. foil yeah. copies of her. So in many ways, yeah. they reprinted her just to provide a non-foil copy. But I think it's a very so exciting she, she a huge card. huge place in some of the uh, Highlander formats as well, like Canadian and Australian, right, so right. like She's having non-fours of her is quite a big thing. I like but having I mean, so her you're... in modern as potential. But this is, yeah, this is what the people's complaint is. This is what we're touching on in terms of people's complaint, is that this set has 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 very little relevance to modern. It's being, we're, we're being charged as much as a master set, uh, uh, but we're not getting anything for modern. What else, what are we getting for modern? Tell me some more things we're getting for modern. Before Ultra we, I, Dementia. There you go. That was on my, I have that right here. All right, let's talk Altar of Dementia. I'm so excited about this. Go. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited. Uh, so, let's so do it. So we're, what I are you seeing I think the card was it? expensive before this, right? I'm, I'm very bad with prices, but the card was getting up there, especially foils. Right? It was the over, was very uh, uh, the last reprint was in Conspiracy, I believe, and I think it was over 10 bucks a pop because, okay, uh, there you uh, go. yeah. So yeah. the card is going to hopefully at least initially drop in price and it enables so many weird things again. So you can you can self-mill yourself to throw Lords of Extinction at people. You can self-mill yourself for Labmans and Jake. Like it, so that's self mill. You can obviously mill other pe players as well. Like it's. It oh, I'm going to so be milling things. other players, baby. I'm going to be milling. This is going to create a deck I have wanted in modern longer and with more passion than aristocrats. And that is a powerful, viable blue black mill. An altar of dementia is the missing piece that we never so thought the, we the, needed. The first thing I thought when I saw it was that heartless summoning, the one that was just cost by two, and then consumer aberration. That that, that commander, the first card you stick in your commander deck, it's not very uh -huh. good in modern. But he's now a four mana creature that whenever you cast a spell, you mill your opponent to the next land, and it gets bigger and bigger as graveyards get bigger and bigger, and they can attack them, and then you can just sack him to all of dementia to mill them for like thirty or whatever. I was that, thinking that similar. Was... <laughs> exactly. So there you go. This card opens up new archetypes, and then we got like weird stuff like Mox Tantalite's probably just a bad card, but so was Lion's Eye Diamond when it was first printed. Right? Wait, wait, wait. Now you're you're getting again. I want to talk about good cards. I want to talk about good okay. cards right now. And so you're, you're this is what's bothering me is I think that you're hyped about Mox Tantalite because it's called Mox. And if oh, it no, was I'm called, not, I'm not, I'm not hyped about this card at all. I think it's really bad. Well, then like, why are you really bringing it up bad. in the section that's but supposed to be good be, cards? Vince? Because this is because the problem. No, it's what's the problem? New and interesting design space. You just said the card is bad. You said the card is bad. That card is, is really bad. Okay, another suspend card in the, in the set that is good <laughs> is the one that makes two four four rhinos. Crashing footfalls. So as for told, uh, as for told, what's the other day? Okay, oh, oh, living end decks if they really want to just like have four fours that can make uh, really quickly to block the enemy hollow ones and stuff. But mainly Asphalt, just just make two four fours with trample and just like start smashing their heads in with it. Like there's weird cards in here. We have got Goblin Matron that will make the Goblin deck 
potentially more viable as a mid-range deck. I think like Goblin Matron will see no play in the aggro version of the deck, right? There's just no, no reason no. to play a three-mana 1-1. One, one. So I do think there's room there for the, mid the mid-range version. Well, I've tried to play Collected Company in Goblins before, and I'll probably be trying again. Because Company into two Matrons, then go find like Kiki and something else, just seems like sure. value. Probably well, not good enough for Modern, because it's too fast. Well, but, there you, you go. Know, probably. So that that's that's the motto of, of Modern Horizons, is probably not good enough for Modern. Uh... <laughs> But that's not, again, that's almost not Modern Horizons' fault. That's kind of because I think Modern's slightly mismanaged in a way. But... Well, but this was supposed to be them managing Modern. This was, that's so what this was supposed we'll to be. So it's just a lie. It's just no another impact. lie. That's what really no, pisses I... me off, is I'm sick of being lied to about this stuff. I, I, I... I think not enough teams talk to each other. I think they need to, they need to do something about Modern. Modern is, but, and this was it. That was meant, this was meant to be the thing about Modern they did, right? Right. That's well. Well, no. Now they're saying it was never meant to be that. Now they're saying, hey, by the way, this was never designed to do what we said it was going to do. This was never thought of or implemented. All it was supposed to be was a fun time spiral two set that we then took our charging double for and decided let's print it directly into modern and we'll say that was what the point was. And then everyone, when they get disappointed, will say, hey, well, it was actually meant to be time spiral two. Why is it double a pack? <laughs> Uh, and 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 why so, do they so, think that so marketing that, that they way? had they had enough foresight to have an excuse to, for against the criticisms, but not enough foresight to make the. The, I the guess, I don't know. Successful. All right, all right. I got one for modern, though. I got one. I, said, I okay, love that okay. I'm the guy me, here. I'm, I'm sounding like the bitter, crusty old man, but I'm the one who's looking through this list, unlike you, Vince, and I'm the one looking through this list, and I'm trying to pull out the modern relevant cards as opposed to pulling out cards and saying, I love this card. It'll never see play in modern. I'm actually no, trying to pull out play, modern relevant the, cards the, here. Just just to defend myself, I'm saying these cards can see play and probably will see play. Probably by myself will play them. I just don't think they're going to top out a GP. No, okay, Guys, I got that one they, for you. I got they run one for a table, you. get a deck tech, and then lose the next five rounds. <laughs> That's those cards. Okay? I got one for you. I got one for you. Here we go. Don't Another I'm okay. Listening. Modern deck everyone loves. It's got a. It, it, it's the sort of thing everyone wishes was viable. They want to build it. In fact, and we've got we've. <laughs> We've got scale Not up. Everyone loves infect, but I agree. Everyone scale does up love is scale fantastic. Up yeah, everyone does love infect. People always want to build infect. They don't admit to it, but they do. You want infect. So this is a card a that I think is going to do what modern does. Right. It's going to help speed up an existing deck, <laughs> which is not what I think this set should be doing. This set should be printing toys that help to slow down other decks and give a safety valve, which is uh -huh. what force and negation does. If she comes to the moment, but scale up okay. is very good. And uh, it needs to be going to die on turn three. With the London Mulligan? With the London Mulligan? People might be dying on uh, 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 turn two. Well, yeah, turn two. Like, is that plus two mutagenic growths. Or turn, that plus yeah. mutagenic growth. And... Yeah, turn one Isn't glistener Isn't Bigger crunched out? We don't know yet. We don't know yet, I don't think. Uh, I believe so. Uh, but, like, we we don't need it. Like, with scale up, there are conceivable turn two wins with this. And, yeah. in fact, period. Uh, and I, I, I don't like turn two wins, but at least it's doing what the damn box says it's supposed to do, which no, is making that's, that's, a card too powerful no. for standard that will have modern relevance. I see, but a card like that wouldn't even be that good in modern. Talk to me standard. about pact. Of, you, all right, you, you said pact of negation is doing what you want yeah. it to do. Tell, tell me why. Why? Why pact so, of negation? So the reason that things like Legacy have these very exciting and interesting interactive games of magic is that they have the toys and the tools to create interactive games of magic. And modern has a few of those. It has things like Thoughtseize and stuff like that to interact with people's hands and and you know slow the game down and rip apart combo, right? But the thing that Legacy has over those cards is Force of Will. Force of Will is a blue counter spell that everyone probably knows by now, but it has an alternative casting cost. It's a five mana spell, but alternative casting cost of lose a life, exile another blue card from your hand, and you can cast it for free and you can counter a spell. Now, they haven't gave us Force of Will in modern, which is what a lot of people wanted, myself included. Myself I, I wanted included. to take risks with this set. I think, I think that's one of the things I would criticize it with. There doesn't seem to be enough risks in this set. But yeah. Force Negation is an interesting, uh, like, like I said before, it's not strictly worse than, for the most, it, it almost is, but it's not strictly better either. So it's a three mana uh, counter spell. It's a negate. It counters target non-creature spell. But the alternative casting cost is uh, exile blue card from your hand if it's not your turn and cast it for free. So what this card is incentivizing 
is it's incentivizing you to be able to interact with your opponent's ca um, combos. So you, like you said, the turn two kill, where they, they cast scale up, right. you go ahead and force negation either the scale up or the ground swell or the mutual degree or whatever, and you stop them. And if their deck was relying on that and without that, they're just going to be treading dead water, then, then that punishes them for building a deck where it's like, I either get this to succeed or I lose, and then... Exactly. right. Which, which encourages better deck like, building, which encourages better yeah, deck building on their exactly. part. Exactly. The reason that decks like Charbelcher, which are turn one kill decks in Legacy, don't do well is because Force of Will stops them. And Force Negation has that potential as well. The other good thing about Force Negation in terms of the design is that the, the fear with Force of Will is that decks like Infect, for example, would be able to copy, or sorry, protect their combo with a force of will because in legacy that's what happens you go to kill them or stop their or counter their their ground swell or their their scale up and they daze or force you back and you get this back and forth okay force negation kind of avoids that force negation weirdly makes the infect matchups play out weirdly because normally you want to not cast removal spells during combat because if they end up surviving they could just pump you cast it in their end step or in your turn uh, Force Negation says do not cast your removal spells in, in your turn on their creatures because if they are blue-green in fact they could Force Negate your thing. So yeah, I think Force Negation is cool design. I think it's good design. I think it will have an impact. How much? We don't know yet. But Blue-White Control is a very good deck in modern according to Wizards themselves. They claim the format is okay. No one cares about 12 power on turn 3 because Blue-White Control occasionally wins some games, you know? Do you think that Force of Will should have been reprinted in this set just straight up and why wasn't it? There's two, two, two points real quick. So firstly, the height would have been bigger, right? Like People would have been more like, oh my god, it's Force of Will. But also there's that, that problem that they might have enabled combo too much. And secondly, the card could have ended up being very expensive. Like, the amount of copies of Force of Will in the wild isn't huge, because it's only been printed in an old set, and then like uh, Judge Foils, and then we got like a, like a uh, premium set, right? And again, we've got another premium set. We've got another oh, £8 a pack mm -hmm. set again with Force of Wills in them. So actually, the Force of Will issue might have been that the card was just cost like $70. Yeah, but so reprinted at rare, dum-dums. Like, come on. Yes, yes. Well, look at Force Negation. The Force Negation is a rare. Thank God. So they are at least slightly cognizant of this. But, I mean, I guess it comes back to the pack issue again. Like... Do, do, do you think that there should be premium packs? No. That's, I guess that's a good question. No, right? so I'm, think... I'm staunchly against premium packs, at least in the way that they have been uh, uh, handled so far. The closest to premium packs that I would consider acceptable uh, 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 is Ultimate Masters, uh, except then they raised it even more. Ultimate Masters, yeah. I wanted, if they had done Ultimate Masters, I said this at the time, if they had done Ultimate Masters exactly as they had done like Iconic Masters in terms of pricing and distribution and all of that, I would have been, I would have probably been satiated. Uh, uh, and I would have said, all right, here's how you do it. Um, but for the most part, I just don't believe that the secondary market should be, I do believe it should be protected. I just don't think it should be protected as much as they do. I think that cards should yeah, have value. I, I just that. don't think cards should have as much value as they do because I think it should be about a game first and a collection second. And I do see the importance of that collection, but for God's sakes, print Cavern of Souls at rare, not mythic when it's it's this expensive. Um, and we are going to see some price spikes as a result of well, this We already set. have. Have you seen yeah. some of the hikes? Like, I mean, we've already got an issue at the moment where Microsoft Lattice is spiking through the roof because they're just putting some obnoxiously powerful cards in War of the Spark, and right. now we've got Auntie's Hovel, a red-black land from a set from 15 years ago spiking. Right. How are they going to fix that? Pro they probably won't. They won't, because Auntie's there's Hovel nowhere for there's nowhere for, for reprints. There's nowhere for reprints because they've discontinued Master's sets. But you, but you sat in a room with Gary Verhey, right? You sat there yeah. and interviewed him in, in the office that you're in now, and he said, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, he said that they're managing reprints better They've got plans for this. Yeah, where, he said where, a lot where? of things. Uh, he also said they. they uh, yeah, he said a lot of things. Um, uh, uh, he he was a great politician. Uh, uh, he was a great <laughs> politician. And, uh, like, he even said to me, I asked directly. I have a clip of this in one of my videos. I directly asked, uh, uh, made just for modern set. I said, what about, like, in the way we have a commander pre-con and those cards are legal in commander but not standard? I directly asked him, uh, uh, what about a set where cards were made just for modern? And he he made it sound like he said that'll never happen, but the exact language he used, it, it didn't, like, he used, I, I don't have the exact quote, but he used something along the lines mm -hmm. of, 
that would not be an easy thing to do. And if we did do something like that, it would be very, very risky. So I wouldn't expect something, you I mean, know, what, like he used this kind the of risk politician. Things, you know? Yeah, risk, yeah. risk, risk. And that's like, why we ended up without force of will. Uh, uh, anything else? But I think... Yeah. I th- but I think I think force of negation is a very good compromise, as is giver of runes is a very good compromise for these cards that could be a risk. I mean, like I said, it would have been nice if they took some risks because they can always ban things later. But then I'm I'm an advocate of that. But people, I don't know how you feel about this, criticize me for that because obviously people buy into decks. If people buy into the Khan decks in modern yeah. legacy right now and they ban Magsin Flares, right? Do you feel that that's a? I, I feel that, that it's 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 something to be aware confidence? of. Um, one of the biggest hits modern took, in my opinion, is when they uh, banned Splinter Twin. That was one of the 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 worst blows to the format because a lot of people lost their deck. And regardless of the ease of selling and rebuilding into Grixis Delver, which didn't end up being that much of a thing, uh, uh, anyway. Um, I, I think you just lost a lot of players. There was a lot of feel-bads. I think yeah, that you have I mean, to be I, careful I about think... ruining someone's deck through a ban and only do it sure. if you absolutely positively have to. Yeah, so may- maybe I'm not as risk-averse as perhaps Wizards are, and maybe that's that they should be. For that, for that very reason. Right. To keep consumer confidence and not upset players, I guess. I think that's important. So you mentioned Legacy. What effect is Modern Horizons in, uh, going to have on Legacy? You're a much bigger Legacy player than I am. You dabble in Vintage occasionally. Um, uh, so the, what do you the, see going on there? There are some cards in here that are obviously... They're, they're going to be good and modern as well. So some cards that we can talk about in both ways. Like the, the, the big one for me is Collector Oof. It's a green 2-2 Oof. That says activated abilities of artifacts can't be activated. It's a null rod or stony silence on a two-two body. Now, it that means again it's not strictly better or strictly worse because it can die to to, to to lightning bolt or to a walking ballista. Well, actually it can't because it'll turn the walking ballista off. But um yes. any, any removal spell, right? But it can be green suns even for. It can be coconut into, it can be natural into. So I think this card again is gonna hit vintage and legacy so, pretty hard. Like I'm very excited to play with that card in like Maverick, for example. Are you pronouncing that correctly? Oof, because I I, I isn't this an Opie? No. This it, is an oof. No, oof. Oof, isn't I it? did it again. I don't know. I don't know what the uh like real world um isn't parallel this Opie? real world. Opie. I don't know. You're you're the you're the English professor. You can make the well, I, I majored in creative writing, not pronunciation. So, but yeah, I mean, anyway. I'm an English literature and American literature, not 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 again etymology right. or, or language. So. Oof, I did it again. Anyway, uh, so this is definitely one that you you think is going to have a home in legacy. Yes, one hundred percent. And then the new mother. Of, so here's a good example of what I was talking about earlier with the compromise. The new mother of runes, the stepmother of runes. It protects your creatures from lands, right? So if you're playing death and taxes, where you yeah, from colourless sources, which includes land. So, so death and taxes, that's not much for use. It protects against Barbarian, Ring, and some other weird corner cases, right? In Maverick, where you can play cards that allow you to search up the Dark Depths combo. For those of you who don't know, you search up Dark Depths and Thespian Stage, and it allows you to make a 20-20 Merit Lage, which can just win you games out of nowhere. It's a good way of being a Delver deck that's clocking you down, okay? Now, traditionally, one of the ways that you lose your 20-20 is people will crop rotate or Night of the Veracruy into, like, um... Uh, Caracas and they'll bounce your 2020 because it's legendary and you just put all this effort into making a 2020 and you're now dead on board. This new Mother of Runes protects your Marit Lage from Caracas, for example. So that again means that Maverick now might run a split of those cards. So that's what I was talking about earlier, whether there's a compromise. The card isn't strictly better or strictly worse, but the differences make a difference in certain decks, which I think is exciting. But that seems more impactful in Legacy than it does Modern, weirdly. Hmm, interesting. What about Astral Drift? This was a card people... Oh. Yeah, so this is a card everybody was guessing, I guessed, uh, and I was not the only one, guessing that Astral Slide was going to be reprinted in this, and instead we got the Compromise card. What's the difference between Astral Slide and Astral Drift? And what so, what are we going to see getting built with this? Do you know how many copies of Astral Slide I actually own? How many? Do you know? No. I own about 90. <laughs> 90 copies of oh, Astral Slide. Oh, you filthy when... MTG Finance spec no, person. Yeah, exactly. You filthy, so... filthy, filthy <laughs> MTG Financer. Yeah, I, I'm there. I, I saw the cycling coming in Alan Kett. I was like, you know what? I, I, I hope there's an Astral Slide deck and legacy. Or they print it to standard and I have all these old border copies. I bought out all the copies I could. They're like... They're like 10p or whatever each, and now I have a load of them. To the point that at an FNM, I was playing Tyler's Tracker in Modern and making loads of clues, and I was using Astral Slides as clue tokens. 
hmm. with the permission of my opinion. <laughs> anyway, so Astral Drift is Astral Slide, but with the ability to uh, flicker once uh, off its own cycling. I think, again, I'm, I'm going to try and play it. I want to flicker my Eternal Witnesses. Yeah. But again, it's that problem where I don't know if it's going to be good enough or fast enough or modern. And I guess giving Legacy eight copies of it might make it... Again, I'm the kind of person who plays this stuff. Right. But I don't know if we're going to see it put up any tournament results. That's the same with things like Bizarre Trade Mage and other like versions of older cards that have their day in the sun. They're cool and unique. But, right. And I'll play with them, but will they ever put up a result? Yes. Not. And I think the same... I mean, I think the same goes for a card like the Fixed Ponder, which I think they were very cautious on. Uh, <laughs> pondering I think they might have overcosted that by about... Well, I mean, that's a draft comment, right? But I think they overcosted it by about three mana, perhaps? Yeah, to make it Ponder, completely well, Ponder, yeah, completely unplayable. This is like I did a, a, a skit once with the joke where designing magic cards and I played a character who was so nervous about breaking the set that he tried to make everything cost seven. Just, you know, and this is Kim's close to it. This is just <laughs> like, 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 you're right. Like this should have been two blue mana, maybe, and then like a weaker body. Perhaps like a, a you know, uh, uh, but there you go. This is them being very nervous about ponder, and it's just also them falling I, into like you said. This uh, this is draft, and and so here we go. Yeah, draft. Yeah. Whoop de doo. I'm going to spend eight bucks a pack to draft, but I'm but yeah. Yeah. So there we go. So like, that's the problem. So I, I'm excited to draft this. I, I remember we talked about this much before, uh, right. a little bit before. How excited I was for Ultimate Masters to draft it, and you sort of like just laughed at me. Like who's going to get to really draft it that much? Because yeah. a it's on Modo, not on Arena, right? And they're, they're suddenly switching gears to be like... Let's not yeah. let's, let's not start that. Thank you. But no, but my point is they are yes. switching gears a little bit to try and be like, guys, don't forget Modo exists where you can spend your money to phantom draft this. Because I'll be phantom drafting it as well. I won't be drafting it like for the actual cards because that's just way too expensive. Uh -huh. um, but yeah, people won't be doing that because it's just so expensive. It's just a shame because they put all this effort into making some of the best limited environments of all time in like Modern Masters 1, Ultimate Masters and this, and then no one can play it. Yeah, there you go. And uh, okay, I'm okay. going to ask you: How do you feel about the new swords? They're, they're finally doing friendly coloured. Is it friendly coloured this time? Yeah, friendly yeah. coloured swords. I don't how like do you feel it. about this? I don't like it. Woo! I don't like Why it. Not? I don't like the black for the same reason. Now, this is this is really going to make everybody hate me. But I don't like it for the same reason as I don't like the the black morphling. I don't, and I don't like the 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 talismans. Uh, I don't feel that every cycle needs to be completed in every permutation. Mm -hmm. And here's why: I feel that when you start completing every cycle, so that you've got now a talisman for every color combination, a sword for every color combination, what you are doing is you are actually creating a kind of subtle homogeny where uh, colors matter mm -hmm. less and decks become the same. And I can be in a red-white deck and I've got swords and I can be in a blue-green deck and I've got swords and I can, uh, I've got talismans and I like that there are colors that have access to certain things that other colors don't or colors that I can have protection from that other colors I can't protect myself from. And when we create a version of everything, when we create a version of everything in everything, then we start seeing decks that look alike, that the colors that well, you run this... matter less. I like colors that I run and I'm up against to matter. And this creates a washing out effect. And I, I'm just, this I'm set, just this like set that. Is doing, this set is doing that quite a bit, though. Yes, it is. now got the canopy lands as well. So, so Horizon Canopy used to be a unique effect in green-white, yes. which was kind of like... Green and white both interact with lands a little bit. There's part of their color pie, and here's a land that allows you to draw cards. It was part of a cycle from um, Future Sight, I want to say. Yeah, Future yeah. Sight, where they had a land from different cycles from the future that all created their own like sort of super cycle. Right. And the thing is, the green-white land drawing a card was unique because green-white both don't necessarily draw cards at the lower end of the CMC right. spectrum, right? It was but nice. Now, yep. now we got it. In, yeah, in, now. Yep, now we got it. Notice we didn't yeah, get a every, Horizon, every but we didn't get the but the Horizon Canopy, which is a million dollars, didn't no, get reprinted. No, because that cycle that that cycle is ready for Modern Horizons too. Right? Oh right. And the thing is, like blue white shouldn't get one in my opinion. But, but it will. It, it will. And there you go. What? And that is my problem. Is it was a special card because of that uniqueness. And 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 sure, you should say, well, would you only have had like a dual land in in one color? Well, we've got a lot of options. And and the truth is, is that I like there being special cards. And this now makes yep. it not so special. And it's going to affect decks 
that capitalized on it as the special uniqueness. And it's like, well, now we don't have to try and make green white work to get that horizon canopy thing. Maybe we can do a green red, whatever, or a white yep. blue. Uh, and you're right. Blue does not need it. It's going or not does not need it. Blue is going to be vicious with it and it's going to get it. And and I don't like that. So in answer to your question, uh, when I saw them doing the swords, oh, and I love how all the swords are all done by the same artist and they all look alike so mm -hmm. that if you just saw the art for them and mixed them up, you couldn't tell one from the other. So that's it's a perfect representation of what's wrong here. It's a perfect representation of everything that's going wrong in this idea of homogeny. It all looks the same. There's no distinct artwork and the cards themselves are becoming less distinct. And I'm just sure, sick sure. of it. Okay. I'm just sick of it. But my, Do but we my need counterpoint a... is, I, I agree yeah. when it comes to talismans. I agree when it comes to signets and cubes, for example, destroying greens card entities. Everyone could ramp. And I agree with those lands. The swords are where I kind of disagree because... I don't know if we ever needed allied swords, but right. I guess I'm such a huge fan of the old sword cycle. Like they're so powerful and iconic and exciting to use and they're fun to play with and they're commander staples. I think it's good to complete the cycle. I do my counter or oh my counter my issue in this set is I don't think the on hit effects are very good. To mm -hmm. the point that they're kind of boring. Oh like, well it's almost like, like they're being overly cautious because they don't want to have any really strong, powerful, yeah, long lasting yeah, effect exactly. on a format like modern. So But those swords are never gonna see play in modern because one stone Missile is considered to be too good, apparently, right. in this modern format. And, and and two, because of that, you're never going to be able to cast, resolve it, stick it on a creature and attack without the creature dying. So really, the only piece of effect is Legacy, and the blue-white protections are really good in Legacy, but, like, proliferate? Yeah. In your, like, in your, like Stoneblade deck? Like, they've, they've stuck a, it's a commander card. Basically, that blue-white sword is the first sword I've seen where I'm like, that is a commander sword and to an extent same with the red black one because in any format where you're trying to fight a red black deck Colligan's command exists and your sword's not going to stick around but in commander you can attack someone hit them and then blow up someone else's Vidalcan Orrery so yep. those are both the most commandery printed swords so far so I love that they're completing I love the art I really do but it's a shame that the on hit effects are so well, boring, in my opinion. Yeah, and and there you go. And, and that's ultimately, I mean, so aside from what I now want to talk about, which is Commander that you transitioned to, that's how I feel this is for Modern and, and Legacy, is there's some fun stuff in here, but I, I do not see this as being worth eight bucks a pack. Uh, I don't see why it's eight bucks a pack, and I don't see that that modern or legacy is going to look that different after this set is made legal in those formats. Um, and and oh, before we do move on, one of my yes, favorite oh, ones please. is that. So Diabolic Edict was obviously in this set, and they're like, oh, we're going to give Modern an Edict. Right. It's something that they haven't really had at instant speed. And then somewhere along the design spectrum of the last four years or whatever they work in, Liliana's Triumph happened, which is basically, for, the, for almost every possible circumstance, strictly better. Right. And then Edict gets printed. Because if that Edict was printed before War of the Spark, people would have been like, is this going to be good? Is it not going to be? There'd be a lot of discussion. Right. Now everyone's like, meh. Yeah, meh. exactly. It should That's have been really Chainer's. It should have been, why the didn't Spark. they reprint Chainer's Edict? Yeah. Chainer's yeah, I mean, Edict. That, that at least would have been more unique in that. In and that it would have helped Popper, because Popper could use a reprint of Chainer's Edict, uh, because that was made common in Vintage Masters. <laughs> No, no oubliette either. No oubliette yet. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, I don't believe we're seeing oubliette in this set. Uh, so there you go. There you go. Uh, Commander is definitely where we have the most exciting things for Commander in this set. Uh... I want to say that I don't think there's a single commander deck of multiple colors that isn't going to want to run Prismatic Vista. Uh, Prismatic so Vista, let's, yeah, let's, if let's you're in two colors. or more colors, if you're in two or more colors there's in commander, there's no reason not to run a Prismatic Vista. Why do you think... Okay, I, I've got a re I already know why, but I'm going to ask you. Why do you think, Brian, they're putting Prismatic Vista here and not in a commander pre-con? I do you think it might be to get people to buy packs? Yeah, I think it's to get people to buy packs. <laughs> I, 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 I don't it's know. It's one of the chase for us, right? Everyone wants them. Everyone wants these for Commander. Yeah, and, and it's the same thing. Everybody wants the most, uh, currently the most expensive card in the set, and that kind of equals the most wanted card in the set, is Urza. And Urza, I don't think everybody wants for Modern. Everybody wants Urza for Commander. How long before Urza gets banned in Commander, would you say? Do we got a month, two months, three months? How long? Hmm. Before Urza's banned in Commander, 
How long was Leopold legal for? That's what I want to know. We've got a better rules committee, you know, more dynamic, more proactive rules committee now. Urza is. I don't just, think he's. I don't know. think he's quite on the level of like obnoxious, unfun that Leopold was. Oh, okay. But he, he, he is gonna. He is just gonna murder people though. Right. That's the difference. Leopold was like, let's make a wheel. Everyone's got no cards, and no one gets to play any magic. Right. Urza actually ends the game. Because he's going to nice. be—he's going to be like firing off seven copies of Mind's Desire every turn. You know? <laughs> yes, indeed. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I do think the criticisms of this being Commander Masters or Commander Horizons are fairly valid. Except I don't think it's extraordinary for Commander. I think this is a four buck. This is like Battle Bond for Commander, like Battle Bond or Conspiracy for Commander. Like those were great sets to draft. I actually, in many ways, feel they are superior to Modern Horizons when. I look at them as a product. They were four bucks a pop. Uh, they had great yeah. reprints in them. They were a much better drafting environment. They were a drafting environment that I could enjoy because it's four bucks a pack instead of eight. Uh, and they had a ton of great things for Commander in them as well. Uh, here we have great things for Commander. Yogmoth is uh, certainly one yeah, that I'm Yogmoth interested in. Uh, the swords, like the as you mentioned. Obviously, the first slivers reinvigorating slivers as well. Oh, yeah. Um, I thought there was more multicolored legends than that. Oh, Sisse is a multicolored legend. Sisse right? is like, five color. I think that's really exciting that we've got another five color commander that's not five color. It's weird how we've got two white ones like that now, haven't we? We've got Sisse and that um, the ally one. I, I, obviously, Spoiler Season isn't quite over as we've. Oh, this is a disclaimer. I don't know if we've mentioned this yet. Spoiler Season's not over. We yet. have a couple We're days still left. in the middle of Spoiler Season. Yeah. So I'm really hoping. I'm really hoping we'll see a Gerard, like a good Gerard. Because Gerard is this like gene soldier that Urza like grew to be the most powerful, like you know, or, or you know, his progeny. And the card that he got is just terrible, right? Yeah. The original Gerard card is terrible. So I really hope we get a Gerard, but I don't know if that's out of the crunch yet. That's true for um, a lot Winds of cards. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, we got Urza and and Yorkmoth, I'd like Mishra. So I'd, like Mishra for... I'd like Baron Sengir yeah. as as great commanders. That's what I want. I want or, a great. Or any other members of the Weatherlight crew? Like, what's the what's the Minotaur called? Tornos, whatever his name is. Sure, the, the Minotaur. Oh, I would love to see him. But um, back away from conjecture. Another card that I think is going to be good in pretty much every single white commander deck in history is Winds of Abandon. And that card's probably going to be almost good enough as a one-of or two-of in, in Legacy and Modern Decks as a removal spell, but it's basically the white Cyclonic Rift. Right. As in, it's Path to Exile, but you can overplay it for six and exile everyone's board except your own. Fantastic, because as we know, <laughs> in addition to Cyclonic Rift, what Commander needs is another Cyclonic Rift, especially in a, in a deck with blue and white. It's fixed, white. It's fixed. It's, it's sure, but well, you can run Cyclonic things. Rift with it. So you've got Cyclonic Rift, and you've got this now. Or you could Vidalcan Ori this out and then everyone really hates you. Right. And um, White also got a beast within, which is actually quite good. I was just going to mention Generous uh, Gift. Well. I love the art on that. That's so hilarious. Oh, I, I, I'm excited to play with it in multiple formats. I, I think it's going to be great in Cube as well. So that's really cool. I like that. Color shifting some of this stuff is good. That's I really also cool. got for my uh, uh, beloved, my uh, Cassetto Snakes commander deck, I am absolutely getting a Hex Drinker. Uh, this is fantastic. Yes. Hex Drinker goes in my uh, Cassetto Snakes. Uh, great synergy with my commander, and I can't wait to level that thing up to get protection from everything. That said, though, I do want to talk about Hextrick for a second. Yes. Is that, that is a waste of a mythic slot, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. There, that is an absolute waste of a mythic slot. But, I mean, it depends on... Actually, this gets into the interpretation of what should the mythic be. If, if you look at mythic in terms of what they said originally mythic should be, then Hex Drinker really kind of is there. The idea sure, of mythic sure. is we're going to put bombs that aren't actually very good in constructed in this mythic slot where they're mythic bombs in limited and the premises is there's only a couple per box so if you're opening up uh, uh, the majority of packs to build constructed decks you're not getting these bad cards that are only good and limited you're just going to get a couple but it's it's a mythic if you open it in limited but it turned out that people just want the idea that this is a mythic card in terms of what it is and does and so it depends on your interpretation of what a mythic slot actually, should yeah, be. Yeah I mean I, I might stand corrected a little bit there because I think actually recently they've done very well at moving away some of the chase rares away from mythic slots yeah. Which means that we don't get obscenely expensive cards uh, outside of things like Teferis. Right. <laughs> but even then, the latest Teferi's not a Mythic, so I guess they're, they're, they're doing right there. So actually, yeah, perhaps having Hex Drinkers and Unbound Flourishings in the Mythic slot is fine. I've only just realized that the Ranger Captain of Eos, a card that I'm quite excited for for multiple formats, is also Mythic. Right. And that does not feel Mythic. No. It's a very cool rare. It's got some very, it's very unique in its effects and stuff, but being a Mythic's a bit... 
bit mad, really. Yeah. Well, I mean, um, if it was up to me, there wouldn't that... be a mythic rarity at all. It would rare would be the highest, but that's a whole other discussion. So you hate you hate planeswalkers, mythics, and expensive packs. What? What? Do you want to go back to two thousand and three, Brian? Is that what we want to do? Yeah, actually. I mean, like, I'd like to go back to getting rid of planeswalkers, <laughs> mythics, and expensive packs. So, so sue me. Go crucify me in the con comments. I don't want packs to be expensive. I don't like mythic rares in terms of how they're often so expensive. And uh, yeah, planeswalkers. How's that were the spark treating you? <sighs> anyway. Right, there's a card we missed earlier, which I think, again, is good for multiple formats, possibly Modern and Legacy, and just any commander deck that can really cast it, is Archmage's Charm. Archmage's it's a Charm, spell. yes. It's an instant speed draw spell, and it can steal people's vials, it can steal people's Marit Lages, it can steal people's Manadorks, their Deathrite Shamans, and their Birds of Paradise, depending on where you're playing it. The card is great. It's triple blue, but... Like I, I think if you can if you can play it on your mana base, you play it. Yeah, absolutely. I, th I think this is one that we might be able to work into either modern or legacy. Obviously, it could be a lot of fun in commander. There's some good things to grab. Uh, so this is, a, I think, in some ways, an example of what I would have liked to have seen more in the set of uh, uh, it. Obviously, is made especially in that idea of grabbing uh, a permanent with converted mana cost one or less, and you just gain control of it. That's fantastic, as you said, for something like a merit lady token or something like that uh, uh, this is a really great card um, it's definitely going to see some play what is one reprint that didn't get reprinted that or that or, I mean we still have two days left but let's assume that there's no uh, new let pretend there's not going to be any more reprints uh, what is one reprint besides forceful of course that did not get reprinted that you would have liked to have seen reprinted Mine is so easy, Brian, and people are going to hate me for it. It's Wasteland. I really wanted Wasteland in Modern. Wow. I really did. All right. I just, I just, want, I just thought it made the format better. What about you? Well, I mean, obviously, obviously... Uh, don't say True Name Nemesis. That's I'm not actually... I don't, don't want say. True Name Nemesis. Uh, okay, uh, obviously, like, I wanted Oubliette reprinted, but that was for Popper. For Modern, something I wanted reprinted. I mean, I, I was very on the bandwagon of Force of Will. I don't know that I really would have wanted a reprint for anything that would have helped Merfolk. I don't want True Name Nemesis, uh, and because I think the True Name Nemesis doesn't need other Merfolk, and it probably would have ended up in a deck that wasn't Merfolk in, in many ways. Uh, uh, that could have been a, a better way of implementing that card. I think I would have liked a new Merfolk Lord that kind of brought Merfolk up to the level of spirits. So if you look at blue-white spirits, that maybe there was a Merfolk, maybe in a color other than blue, to put Merfolk into blue-green, which we've got some Ixalan treats that were uh, helping Merfolk there for a while, maybe into blue-white, I don't know, but a new Merfolk Lord or some kind of Merfolk Synergy card that was more reminiscent of some of the new abilities that we're seeing in Spirits could have been a lot of fun. And so I'm, I'm bummed that Merfolk weren't in this uh, uh, set at all. I guess that's, we're waiting for Modern Horizons 2 if such a thing is going to exist. I mean, one of the things that frustrates me is that they didn't, they could have used some creature like, for example they could have gave you a merfolk on one of the cards that's already in the set like I, see, I mean bizarre trade mage maybe not like turn yeah. him into a merfolk wizard like or even like go really weird and make like ranger captain of eos or something similar like like, like not a human yes. or the oof could have been a merfolk a green merfolk that like you know throws artifacts and stuff yeah that's that's a really good point the that they could have made the, the oof but they weren't thinking they didn't and, and here we come to the final thing which is that they didn't make this set with modern in mind at all uh, uh, and so I have a problem with the marketing in that. It wasn't made with Modern in mind, so they didn't think, let's make the Oof uh, 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 or the Opie a uh, Merfolk. They thought, that's an old card. There, this is that we're bringing this back based on an old card type that's fun. We're going back to our history. We're doing Time Spiral too, uh, and I think that this is a, a bad way for them to generate hype. Is is to essentially mislead the audience. Uh, if they if they had called it Time Spiral two, they couldn't have charged eight dollars a pack for it. They they should have said it's just a special set. It doesn't. You know, they could have just said from now on, special sets go into modern. It's Time Spiral two. Special sets go into modern, but but when they said this is these super powerful cards, it's the same thing that happened with those commander precons, where they're telling the shop owners these are going to be costing more money, but it's so that it allowed us to put jam pack them full of reprints and other value, and then it ended up being the least valuable, least reprint worthy commander set. Stop running your mouth like that. You're you're going to no man's sky us, you know. Like like stop it. 
uh, uh, say what it is. If you want the product to be made for modern, then make the product made for modern. Don't say what you wish the product was just to sell packs. I don't know. It, it ends up with disappointment on what is a cool set. This is a cool set, but it's not what they said it's going to be in my evaluation. I'm going to respond to what you just said, basically. Um, so, yeah, I think I agree. I think... I. I still think the set is good. I think it's better than people are giving it credit for. I think we've got we've got a bit of a culture of moaning and whining and not being happy with things. I think iconic masters like uh, uh, Masters Twenty Five, then iconic. We we're used to these supplemental sets just sucking a little bit, especially the premium priced ones. Notice how no one was mad about Battle Bond or Conspiracy and actually loved them. That's that's a good point, right? But I do think you're correct that wizards buy into hype culture too much, and No Man's Sky is a good example. You're like you can't just play uh, like talk big game and then release a premium product with no premium element if there's no foils in these packs or if there's only like you know randomized foils i'm shocked i'm generally shocked and quite annoyed that they're daring to sell me packs that are that expensive it's absurd it's my understanding that there's not uh if i'm wrong i apologize i don't mean to put out misleading information uh, no, you uh should but be it's apologizing. my understanding wizards, wizards, that there's not wizards should be apologizing brian not you yeah yeah <laughs> uh I hope I don't sound too bitter about the set. It's a great set. I think it should be four bucks a pack. I think it should be a special set. I have no problem with it being printed into modern, especially after seeing what's in the set. Uh, I think that this should have just been called uh, 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 a future site, or maybe they should have called it, uh, like they should have done a play on it, like like uh, 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 Blind Past, you know, like they should have called it Blind Past, uh, the sequel to Future Sight. And, and so it's like looking towards the past. I, I don't know, they should have made a clever name for it. It should have been the battle yeah. bond or conspiracy equivalent. It's and and they say nope, it's not going into standard, but it is going into modern. And 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 but calling it modern horizons and having that lead up, uh, I, I think they damaged themselves. I think they damaged yeah, themselves with that. They 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 know that modern sells, right? They know that modern is like their most popular Do set they? format after after commander. Yeah, like they know that modern masters packs are popular. They know the set is popular. Oh, the format, sorry. So they've got their commander product already. So they decided to rebrand their supplemental set this time around to be modern focused. So it's, it's a it was one hundred percent a marketing move, and I think that did uh, malign or misalign, should I say, the the expectations of the audience and the, the and the consumer, and it's gonna perhaps sting them a little bit and also I think they've also got too used to selling packs at high expensive prices and us gobbling it up right. don't forget that we all forget that I, I forget that I made a video literally mocking the price of Ultimate Masters boxes talking about how much you could buy for that because it was so expensive because they just hiked the price of box toppers but that, that controversy is gone when we have perpetual spoiler season where we have spoiler season spoiler season spoiler season I forget the concerns and the controversies of the last like you know three yeah. or four sets ago because we're and, too busy talking about the next one, right? And I think that this constant state of hype, it's its like we're going to, this set's going to hit, and then in two weeks it's its core set, and then in two weeks it's commander. Notice we haven't heard about the commander precons. They're strategically holding back on that because core set is always a bit of a like meh. And, but that is coming out so freaking soon. Uh, uh, and it's going to be about two weeks after Modern Horizons drops that we're going to be doing core set. Uh, and then they just revealed the and box then if art Commander flops, if if Commander's weak, they'll just go, oh, here's some Kaldaheim art. Boom. And right. Like, oh. And that's and you called and you, it. And, and you, then we're going to go to Kaldaheim start, or wherever. Right? Or, or maybe like... it's maybe it's New Phyrexia. If they're really, really yeah. just doing it, New Phyrexia I'm, again. I think your comment about blind pass is interesting, like from, yeah. a, from a bit of a meta perspective, because like I said, we're blinded of what's happened previously and we're not even yeah. looking to historically how annoyed we were about Ultimate Masters because we are blinded by the hype and the vassal tassel of currently what's going on and I think I have as well I think I've got Stockholm Syndrome a little bit with Wizards I I'm do too I'm expecting like premium packs to be good I'm like oh Mythics just exist right but should they really exist should they be like one mana green creatures that I'm not going to play anywhere like or 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 yeah. the re reverse should mythics be a card that you need four of in your constructed standard deck uh, and then it's going to rotate in six months uh should mythics be I that yeah i guess the balancing act is should is mythics be our reprint of wow this card is uh 80 bucks each in modern let's reprint it but put it at mythic since it's so in demand I don't know. I don't think that there should be. But that is another subject. That is another subject for today on Modern Horizons. I think that we are going to bid you all adieu. Vince, if people want more from you, where can they find you? 
If you want to see modern legacy, commander, a little bit of standards, gameplay, and mucking about and general tomfoolery, you can find me at youtube.com forward slash pleasant kenobi, twitch.tv forward slash pleasant kenobi, and I'm also very active on Twitter as well, probably too active. I probably check it way too much during the day. That's twitter.com forward slash pleasant kenobi. I'm pleasant kenobi everywhere. Oh, so make and sure you follow me to not miss out on content. Also, I, I, I didn't mention this earlier. I guess I couldn't, but uh, congratulations are in order for you, sir, by the way. So congrats. You, your your big recent accomplishment that you went the entire podcast without subtly plugging your YouTube channel. I mean, I never thought. But I'm, I never I'm thought never subtle. Do, Subtlety never is not part thought, of my. Uh... I never thought that you'd be able to do it, and so I have uh, an award for you here, sir, for most humble content creator. Of, thank, thank you, my of friend. The they last they hour. do call me. They do call me Kenobi, the great creator. So you know that, that is my. <laughs> Where can they find you, Brian? They're where already you there, so out? you can find me where you already are, but if you didn't know that I stream on Twitch, I do stream on Twitch under Tolarian Community College. I've been doing nearly daily streams. I don't have a fixed time, but go ahead and hit follow on Twitch, and hopefully you'll be notified. Pay attention on Twitter and Facebook. I've been having a lot of fun streaming. You can check me out on YouTube, of course. If you're listening on SoundCloud and if you're watching on YouTube, you can listen to this on SoundCloud a few days after it's posted. Everyone whether you are a plains walker or runner, I hope to see you on the modern horizon.